Believe it or not, two sources show that the Russia may terminate the Ukrainian war in May. Another Russian general was killed in Ukraine, which brings the total casualty of Russian generals to seven. After seeing enough of Ukraine, Taiwan people kind of lost confidence in the U.S. military aid, and you wonder why. The Tianjin Brown Jackson hearing was over, and what's the takeaway? Wisconsin State Assembly held a hearing on 2020 election integrity, and what has surfaced? Welcome to When the Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. All right. So first, let's talk about the last piece of news, which is、uh, the Wisconsin State Assembly hearing on the 2020 election, and we will be airing that story on the Safe Chat. Right. Yeah. So, so it's to, the, for the reason you can you understand. You understand. Yeah. So please,、uh, if you're interested in the story,、um, just、uh, prepare to get on to Safe Chat. If you are, the, it's the first time for you. Uh, to know Safe Chat, go on to safechat.com. You can uh, just uh, download it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, either whether on the either on the cell phone like app or on the computer, you can all watch it. If you download it, then you can also make comments. If you don't, you know, plan to comment, then you can just get on and watch it. Yeah. Okay. Those are one of the. Well, one of the few media's who still report on this story, which is important. So, before we start today's news, you know,、uh, click the like if you can, and、um, also making sure subscription is still valid and click on the little bell. We still need you help to boost up the the the, the viewership of the of the channel. Yeah, and as our、uh, viewers kindly reminded us, you know,、uh, to encourage you guys to hit the like and、uh, so that the algorithm will work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, apparently, you can see, right? We don't have a big following, but we have got a very good community. Okay, I think、uh, people are active. You have question, you have point of view, you have good point of view, and、um, yeah, and、uh, I, it's it's great to have you. And then I think we can we can just. Grow together and、uh, grow our knowledge, grow our experience, grow our understanding of the world that we're living in. Yeah, and grow this channel. Yes. <laughs> all right. Someday this will become big. All right. Let's first look at、uh, you know we, we all know the the Ukra- U-、uh, Russia Ukraine war is really just、um, terrible. You know, so much suffering. And、uh, do you believe or not that maybe it's coming to an end, you know end soon? So Russia.、Uh, why do I say so? Okay. First. Uh, there are two sources that indicate that the war may be ending soon. First, come from the Russia Defense Ministry, who said the following today. Okay, just quote. In general, the main tasks of the first phase of the operation has been accomplished.、Mm, yeah, the, take note of this. Mm, when mm, the first phase. Yeah, well, when the totalitarian regime, you know, release something like this, this, you know, you can read this as they are paving the steps for them to, you know, step down, and then it continues. The battle potential of the armed forces of the Ukraine has been significantly reduced, which allows us once again to concentrate our main effort on achieving the main goal: the liberation of the Donbas.、Mm, okay. Remember it or not, at the,、uh, at the time of the invasion, Russia was saying that they need to denazi denazification and demilitar- demilitarization of the Ukraine, and then. They didn't mention the Donbas.、Uh, you know, Donbas. Now they say the main goal is the liberation of Donbas. So they apparently have shifted their goal. All right. 
So the general staff of Ukrainian armed force has revealed that the Russian armed forces have been informed that the war must end on May 9th. So that's the second source. And the, data, the date is the anniversary of the victory in the anti-fascist patriotic war in the former Soviet Union and a national holiday in Russia. On May um, 9th, 1945, Soviet Union's uh, Red Army accepted uh, the unconditional surrender of uh, Nazi Germany in Berlin, and the date thus became the victory day for Russia. Well, another related news is a Turkey, uh, Turkey President uh, Yudogan who has been brokering a peace talk between the Russia and the Ukraine, said that Russia has a six-point condition to end the war, and both sides have come close on four of them. And what are they? Okay, the first is the NATO. You know, um, Ukraine should, shall not join NATO. And the second is the partial disarmament. Well, that's a really, you know, partial, what does that mean? It's, it's, it's probably not too hard to, you know, come to a compromising point. The third is collective security collective security, okay? Both parties have come, come close to a consensus there. The fourth one is the Russian language. Ukraine shall not, how to say, um, diminish the, the teaching of the Russian language. Okay, two remaining points that both parties cannot come close to agreement are, one's the Crimea, okay, who has the sovereignty for that, and the Donbass, which has now become the main goal of the Russia military operation. So, but anyway, it still indicates that the two sides are coming closer. Mm. So, an advisor to the head of the president's office announced on Friday that uh, Ukraine troop killed the commander of the Russia's 49th Combined Armies, uh, armed arms of, uh, sorry, the Russia's 49th Combined Arms Army of the Southern Military District, uh, Lieutenant General. Yakov Vladimirovich uh, Rezentsev. Uh, yeah. Rezentsev, that's the general's, lieutenant general's name. Mm. So the speaker said that uh, the enemy general was uh, liquidated at the airfield in uh, Kornabavka, the uh, which is at the Kursen region. Yeah, just, you know, you know what, Kushin is the only, like, mid-side, the only city that Russia has taken. Mm -hmm. They actually occupied that one, but this is in airfield, and, you know, airfield near, near the Kushin region, and it just happened. Mm. All right, it seems that it, it, it really doesn't seem to, you know, Russia has the total control of that city and its surroundings, right? The battle is pretty much just happening all around the, all around the region that um, the Russia has occupied. And uh, thus far, seven Russian generals have lost their life in the one-month-long war. This is really unprecedented. And then Ukraine uh, claimed that as high as 16,000 Russian soldiers has, has been killed, as many, as many as three times has been injured. And the Russia's number saying that only 1,300 uh, soldiers has, been killed, has lost their life. Mm, that's a big difference. Right. All right, so next piece of news, it's about Taiwan. Uh, a survey in Taiwan shows that only 35% of Taiwanese believed that when China invaded Taiwan, United States would come to Taiwan to help with the defense. And 56% believed the United States 
would not. Yeah, let, let's pause here a little bit. Okay, uh, only one, a little over one third of Taiwanese believe that the U.S. will come to Taiwan to help. You know, boot, mm -hmm. boots on the ground. Okay, that type of help. And then 56% believe they won't. What do you think? Can we do a little survey, you know, with our audience? Mm. That's just a very simple question. You said, would the U.S. US come to, to the aid of Taiwan, you know, boots on the island or not? Yes or no? Just say yes or no. Okay, let's continue with the news. It's very interesting. Right. So uh, five months ago, the same survey found that 65% uh, of Taiwanese uh, believe U.S. will come to Taiwan to defend it. So that's a huge uh, decline. It's about 30% uh, decline. So in five months, that's the difference. And the, the, about 30 to 31% of the Taiwanese changed their mind. Yeah, and the reason? And he, what's the reason? Well, the reason is after seeing U.S. and NATO just sit by when the Ukraine was invaded, Taiwanese feel that they probably will be in the same situation. Mm. And also the media reports, a lot of media reports of the suffering of the Ukrainians and created huge impact to the mind of people in Taiwan who now worry about their future. Mm. And interestingly, interestingly, okay, took note of this, as high as 43% of the survey Taiwanese Mind you, that's 8% higher than the 35%. Okay, 43% of the surveyed Taiwanese believe Japanese will come to the aid of Taiwan. All right? Yeah, that's... So they think Japanese is more countable. Um, they're close, and uh, their stake also is there, and uh, they have a strong, actually, they call it Zuidui, right? Like mm -hmm. a self-defense um, force. And then they don't have a formal navy or air force or, or army because of their peace constitution. But still... Um, they, the Taiwanese expect Japan to come to the aid of, Ta of, the, of the island. So again, I just want to know that, what do you think? You know, like we got um, eventually like a six or 700 viewers on the YouTube, okay? And another, how to say, 1,600 on the safe chat. We can get a good valid survey, how about that? If everybody participate. <laughs> I hope everybody who watched this to this point just type yes or no. Your, your gut feeling about whether U.S. shall... Will. Yeah, will set the boots on the island to defend Taiwan. Yeah, so at this time, I wanted to uh, thank uh, Curtis, Curtis Bottle, uh, for your uh, donation to us. Mm, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so that's that. So next, before we switch over to safe chat about uh, the Wisconsin Assembly hearing on the election integration, let's talk briefly about the you know Supreme Court uh, justice hearing, right? Confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's over, right? This week is over. Um, altogether, four uh, four days hearing, including two days uh, Senate senators uh, question um, the uh, Judge Katanji uh, Brown um, Jackson, right? So the day before, that Kathy show you all the question and answer, which is, you don't quite see that in the mainstream media. All right, so now it comes, it's, it's over, okay? If you read the media, mainstream media, you read things different from what we presented to you. Mm -hmm. But what we presented to you is the original footage. We, don't, we did not make, make up anything, and uh, we will not, this is just original thing for you to see and for you to draw a conclusion. So earlier, about one hour ago, I was in my Chinese uh, radio show, uh, not, not radio show, a Chinese uh, YouTube show. I shared the following, which I would like to share with you. I want to get, you, get your input, whether you agree or not. Maybe it's really, really common sense to you, okay? I told my Chinese audience <coughs> that, um, yeah, what, 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 what is the racism or what is, what is the, 
no racism, U.S. Okay, and uh, how to say, 50 years ago, right, when Martin Luther King was having his speech, his passionate speech, I have a dream. He said, I hope in the future, not original word, okay, <clears throat> my children, my children, he has four, four kids, right, my children will not be judged for their color, but for their character, all right. And um, so now we got our vice president who become, um, um, become the vice president, was picked as the uh, candidate running mate for Joe Biden, even though she ranked almost you know, at the bottom of the um, Democratic Party candidates. And she was still picked because she was a woman. She got, uh, how to say, she got heritage from Jamaica, Africa, and India. So all the political correctness, and Joe Biden feel that he wouldn't need such a person to represent all the, how to say, um, the voters in the, for, for the Democratic Party. So he made the decision, and she become vice president. And you see how she behave, and, uh, and then we have to ask ourselves, so what's our criteria anyway? Who would be the best you know, vice president? Likewise, in this case, for the you know, Supreme Court. And uh, this lady, this Jackson, okay, she was only a district attorney, remember, nine months ago. Only nine months ago, she was district attorney. So, in the June 17th, she was nominated by President Biden to be the appeal court judge of the Washington, uh, of, uh, yeah, of the Colum District of Columbia. Um, um, yeah, and that got confirmed by all the Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, senators and the three Republican senators. Now, she was nomi she's nominated for the Supreme Court. Chances are she will, she will get that job because all 50 uh, Democratic senators um, would vote for her. And we got the, the vice president, who's the chairman of president of the Senate. And then now the issue is... Yeah, so and actually the other thing is uh, when uh, Judge Jackson was appointed by President Biden uh, to the D.C. Uh, uh, Circuit Court, yeah. uh, four of the GOP senators... Uh, three, I think three. Three? Yeah. Oh, I read four, so... Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so... And who, who are the three? You may want to know that I can tell you. Uh, Lindsey Graham was uh, one of the three GOP senators for the appeal court confirmation. And then we got a Susan Collins from Maine. And of course, Graham is from um, South, South uh, Carolina. Then we got this uh, Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. So this is typical, like a moderate type of... Uh, okay, did Midley... Mitt Romney? Mitt Romney. No, I, I, I read he... My, my report saying no. Okay. But, but for this one, for the confirmation for uh, Jackson, Judge Jackson, then Mitt Romney was the option. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was a possibility. Now they want to make this, uh, make her cons confirmation as a bipartisan, okay? So the chances are they got all the votes from the Democratic side. They want to know how many votes they're going to get from the Republican side. Of course, the more the better, right? Then they will say this is truly a, this is a more bipartisan vote. But still, I think, um, so we show you how she judged on the ch child program, program, programography cases. And we talk about that. She said, I, I, I cannot, I'm not a biologist. I cannot say who's a woman, what is a woman. And we'll talk about those. And we'll also talk about the CRT, right? She said, I did not research it. I don't depend on, rely upon it uh, for my, for my, you know, doing my job. And then, then in her original word, she said, it turns out uh, yeah. he, she, you Sen know... Sentencing based upon criminal, cri criminal law 
constitution and the critical um, race theory. So, yeah, in the follow-up of the question, she just uh, avoided just directly respond to the question. That's another issue, I think. Yeah. You know, it's just if you 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 speak your mind, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be honest. Okay. So the last word I told my uh, Chinese audience, Chinese American audience, I said, wrote, write to your senators. You got two. Each of you got two. Write to your senators. Express your opinion. Don't think you cannot change the situation. Every letter counts. Every, every letter is a piece of public opinion. And as they grow, as they accumulate, they will have an impact. So that's a bit of things that we, we can do. And the next Monday, the Judicial Committee of the Senate will have their meeting. And the chances are they're going to draw their conclusion. Then the vote will go to the floor. All right. So in early April, this final vote will be done. So write to your senators. You elect him. You elect him. Or if you, if you did not, your, your state elect him. So write to him or her and express your true opinion. I think each yeah. of us should do this at every chance like this. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, even though you think there's uh, the result, you know, is uh, determined, but uh, you should let your representative know how you feel and how you think. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with regards to the survey, we do got some response. We do? But okay. What we got, what I saw is uh, uh, the people who responded just say no. Okay, got okay. it. Yeah, yeah, but not everyone is... responded yet. So. Yeah, that's indeed, you know, I want to know this. And uh, how, how, how do people feel about this? And uh, setting the boots on the, uh, uh, the foreign piece of land is always a very, very difficult job, right? Difficult things to do, difficult decision to do. And then uh, what is the difference between Ukraine and Taiwan? Yeah. Uh, oh, on Steve chat, I actually saw a comment from uh, IHCCP. Janice Rogers Braun is black judge that Biden blocked in 2000 three from being nominated that's true because uh, she's actually uh, she's actually was a judge in california and uh, but she's a republican supported judge mm. and at that time um biden was a senator he even said something uh, you're gonna go through a, you know referring to this uh, nominee and judge brown saying that you're gonna it's gonna be a very difficult process for you in the you know, we could even use filibuster. I think they indeed used the filibuster. Mm. The filibuster for the... The, the previous uh, okay. African-American female judge mm. trying to be nominated. Mm -hmm. Okay. And all right, so we, we got your input. Thank you very much. And also, Louis, you wrote that uh, the one thing to take away is that she never once said anything about upholding the Constitution. Yeah. Okay, good observation. And, um, <coughs> and Audrey Ling yeah. should never have given up U.S. bases in Taiwan. Actually, you know, just a bit of information for you. Taiwan is different from Ukraine in the sense of a few things. First, it's, um, it's right at the door of, 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 chi of China. Okay? So if we lost Taiwan, um, the CCP will have a, strong, have a new strong <coughs> how to say, front, front field for them. Okay, it's, it's basically very, very large, you can say, very, very large airspace, air, air base or a air, aircraft carrier as big as, as the island. The second, Taiwan is, um, has a very, very sophisticated and advanced chip industry. And then it's so important and so big, it's, it's taken really just a, you know, a big percentage of the, of the entire chip market. So 
you know, China or the CCP is very, very weak at advanced chips. So they, they do got a motivation to invade that island and grab that uh, industry. And the U.S. has a vested interest to safeguard that industry so, so that it won't fall into the hands of the CCP. The third, and this, this people, okay, this people has been always um, very free and democratic, has been the U.S. allies for, for many decades, seven, eight, eight decades. And it's a moral obligation to, to protect this uh, little brother, okay, who live un, under the shadow of a, a very, very powerful and uh, vicious enemy. So it, it will be a hard decision, you know, and um, yeah, but um, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, now let's move on. How about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, anything else? Yeah. I, I saw um, on SafeChat there's the, num the number of our viewers is not really changing. So mm. I'm just wondering if the folks uh, on YouTube are, you know, have come, you... Come, coming over? Yeah, coming over yet. Because uh, for the next uh, future story, we just cannot, um, you know, unfortunately talk about it on the YouTube channel. Yeah, it's, it's about, it's, it's actually, it is about yesterday, Wisconsin's um, uh, open committee hearing on the election integrity, but it's more than that. Actually, I had an a interview with... Over yet. Ooh. With a, <laughs> okay, sorry about with that. With uh, someone who is very much involved in uh, the, all the works over there in the state of uh, Wisconsin in, in terms of... Uh, uh, 2020 election integrity. His name is Jefferson Davis. Um, although he is not related, directly related to the uh, people who had a test testify a testimonial yesterday at a hearing, but uh, he knows a lot about the work uh, they have been doing. They work actually work together, and uh, they <coughs> formed a, a statewide coalition mm -hmm. to really focus the you know, like combine a lot of people's efforts in uh, this um, task, and that's why they got so far, I think, to, mm -hmm. you know, just after I, I interviewed with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to also share part of my interview with him uh, earlier today with you. So, yeah, uh, good information. So if you would like to... Don't miss you know, it. Just come miss. over. Yeah, just, just come, come over now. So same chat. We already passed, uh, pay, you know... <coughs> Uh, provided yeah. a link over there, you can just click the link and then you can come over. Yeah. And if you want to make comment, you need to register an account, just, just, just email. Okay, you can do that. Or if you download the app, then you automatically are able to make comment. All right, we, we want to see your comment. Okay, let's go over there together. How about that? One, two, three. Click. Okay. All right. Well, well, you know, thank you for coming over here. So we're here in, the, in our free land. And uh, here we need to talk about something that we couldn't quite over there. And uh, oftentimes we have to deem, how to say, turn off the monetization, the advertisement, uh, so that, um, you know, it reduces the risk a little bit. Okay, now let's talk yeah, about... Yeah, but still, you know, we don't know what they do with the, right, yeah, the algorithm. The algorithm, yes. yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so we're going to, you know, this is an uh, uh, open committee that uh, uh, at, in the state of uh, Wisconsin... Um, the committee on the campaigns and elections held uh, this hearing yesterday on March 24th. So the people who did the, the testimonial are mainly two people from the True the Voter, which is a um, integrity organization, uh, in election integrity organization established back in 2010. 
And they started to work on the 2020 election actually even before the election happened. So um, the co-founder of uh, True Voter, True the Voter, Catherine Ingribin, and the other person is uh, their contractor who worked with them uh, on the technical side is uh, Greg Phillips. So um, uh, Catherine, she just stated what's their goal of the investigation is to try to provide information to avoid the repeated abuse of election process that diminished the uh, sanctity of all, vote, all, all the votes, no matter who these votes are casted for. So what they call it, it's a, a digital fingerprint of election fraud. Mainly, uh, they talked about uh, the study on the Dropbox and the ballot harvesting. Actually, they called it ballot trafficking. So back in uh, August 2020, the Wisconsin Election Commission put out uh, uh, some uh, Dropbox uh, guideline and the standards because that's the first time the state, you know, had installed over 500 Dropbox I, you know, around the state. And uh, this guideline has four pages, including the, the guideline, including the security camera is required uh, on each job box. Okay. So the voters, you know, believe there, you know, there are some security measures in place for those job box, but uh, the true the voter through their open record requests show that uh, virtually no video was available for review over those uh, Dropbox. We have the pictures there. They had a sample of uh, only one, only one place saying they have the video for them to review. Wow. So yeah. 400 you're talking about, Dropbox. Uh, over 500. 500. Dropbox. Only yeah. one has video. Yeah, you can net the, see mm. the next chat uh, mm. picture. It will show only just the one saying they have the video. And uh, so how they then, because there's virtually, you can see here, only this one saying there's a video available. So uh, through the voter the organization, uh, how they can do the uh, study then, right? Mm -hmm. So they resorted to use the commercially available cell phone data to measure whether or not they could prove that uh, the absentee ballot drop boxes were being abused in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they purchased like uh, 25 terabytes of cell phone data from Milwaukee and the other Wisconsin communities um, in the two weeks before the elections from October 20th to November 3rd. The organization examined the data and found you know, tens of thousands of visits to the Dropbox. And uh, then they examined the data and they look into who are visiting, who are visiting those Dropbox. And, uh, you know, there are some pretty shocking, uh, pretty shocking findings. So the person, you know, mainly in charge of uh, this study is uh, Greg Phillips. So he testified that uh, they analyzed two terabytes um, of the data, five, uh, they found like, they summarized as um, uh, five characters of organized 
ballot trafficking. That's what they called. So they, it's according to the report by the whistleblowers and the witnesses. And it all not only happened in Wisconsin, but all, also happened in other battlegrounds like uh, uh, Georgia, Arizona, Michigan, Philadelphia, according to, to the voter. So you can see the five elements that uh, they summarized. Inaccurate voter rolls, mass mail ballots, NGOs, non-governmental organizations, private funded drop boxes, and the fifth is the money. So they testified that uh, how they do it is um, they found that uh, the ballots being collected, for example, someone knocking on the door, and then you know, collect a lot of bunch of uh, ballots, and then they have one person to send all the ballots to Dropbox. So that, and those people who collecting and sending those drop boxes, they got paid according to, to the voter. So those called, that, those are illegal ballot harvesting. Or the, sometimes they just break those harvested ballots into smaller stacks for different people to send to the drop box. So see, so how they exactly do the study is uh, they have a method. So basically they geofence some particular locations, especially the drop boxes or some of the NGOs. Okay, then uh, the study group will harvest all the device signals with, within the targeted data and the location ranges. Ta target date, you mean? Right, ta target date. So they have a target date. So what's the target date, the study date, right? So the timeline is uh, from October 1st to November 8th, 2020. 2020. 38 days. Mm -hmm. Then the specific study period is from um, October 20th to November 3rd. And their criteria is uh, they will study, like uh, capture those device averaging um, five NGO visits and the 26 Dropbox visits in the study period. So for example, that's for like Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. So then um, they identify those uh, target uh, devices in, like, for example, three cities, Milwaukee, Raisin, and uh, Green Bay. And um, in these three cities, they found that 138 devices, meaning 138 individuals who, you know, visit those drop boxes uh, a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And uh, the total unique Dropbox visits by the 138 um, individuals, it's uh, 3,568. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Is averagely speaking, each individual of these 138 paid 26 visits. Wow. So, and, uh, and they gave, uh, also showed some sample travels of a four device on just one day. October 20th, 2020, and they show, uh, let's hear how, uh, what's the testimonial about that. Oh, okay, I, I think it's, we only have. pattern that shows Dropbox visits uh, on October 20th. Uh, this, in, this device went to uh, the Atkinson Library Dropbox seven times, the Capitol Library Dropbox twice, and the Martin Luther King Library once, and then one of the organizations uh, once. Um, to the immediate right, uh, 
Another individual uh, went to the Martin Luther King Library drop box eight times, Atkinson Library three times, and a separate organization once. Uh, and then down below, we have visits to Villard Square Library three times, Atkinson Library twice, Bayview Library twice, Central Library once, East Library, Mitchell Street, Washington Park, and Zablocki Library for a total of uh, 12 very widely distributed visits in a day. And again, it's important to recall that we looked at patterns before your early voting began. So if this was a normal pattern, this would have this would have already been separated from the core group that we're looking at here. Okay. So you hear that uh, these um, just on one day, mm -hmm. right? Four devices the visits to uh, the targeted uh, uh, locations, just you know, multiple times, and then so what's the result of their study? So they found that uh, it's their conclusion is nearly um, one. 138,000 estimated votes trafficked in November 2020 in Wisconsin, which is 7% of the mailing ballot. So that's their conclusion of the study. So what does that mean? And uh, so I had a, a chance to up, uh, interview Jefferson Davis, who is from Wisconsin, who I just in introduced uh, briefly previously, that uh, he, uh, he involved a lot in this uh, election integrity effort in Wisconsin. But originally, he just, uh, as a background, he's just a small business owner in the estate planning. But, and also, he only got involved in this effort in starting August last year, mm -hmm. so very short time. But um, actually, they formed uh, a very large statewide coalition of the 2020 election integrity uh, to, you know, did a lot of work. So um, yesterday's hearing, he's not on the hearing, but uh, you know, he obviously worked with uh, to the voters and other organizations to make those things happen. So. Um, I just, uh, you know, it's a long interview, but uh, I will share with you part of it right now. So I asked Jefferson, you know, um, what's his takeaway from yesterday's hearing. He told me that it's actually add to a bigger plan of the uh, election fraud in Wisconsin, which he called it as a seven-point plan. There's 573 ballot drop boxes in Wisconsin. The True the Vote Integrity Election Group showed yesterday where they were able to use the technology that all of the national security agencies in our federal government used on January 5th and 6th to so-called take care of the insurrection that occurred at the Capitol. So what we saw and heard yesterday is astounding. The technology that they use, this information is stored in what's called a terabyte. That represents billions and billions and billions of cell phone records. So these 138 mules that True the Vote was able to track, going to these same ballot drop boxes up to 15 times a day, Kathy, always after dark, always before 5 a.m., and never less than 20 visits. 
with the 138 mules, ballot harvesting mules. They were able to document yesterday, unequivocally, non-deniable, irrefutable, indisputably, 100, just short of 140,000 ballots that were trafficked. Now, here's what they did, Kathy, here in Wisconsin. We believe, I was not part of these meetings. I do not have firsthand knowledge. I don't have tapes of the conversations, but it's starting to make sense here in Wisconsin how the Democrat Party and the Mark Zuckerberg $10.3 million that he deposited into the state of Wisconsin in 2020 to what we believe was able to steal the election. Here's how they did it. There was a seven-point plan, and the seven-point plan went like this. In Wisconsin, we have 92,000 residents in a nursing home on any given day in 1,121 nursing homes. The Zuckerberg people that came here and took over our local elections in Racine, Kenosha, Milwaukee, Madison, and Green Bay developed a software program. And the software program in real time was able to be merged with our Wisconsin Election Commission 7.2 million names on their voter roll. Now in Wisconsin, we only have 5.9 million people. Of those 5.9 million people, only 4.6 million are 18 years old or older. Of those 4.6 million, only 3.5 million are legally eligible registered voters. And yet on our voter roll, we have 3.7 million more names than legal eligible registered voters. That's another conversation that we'll have shortly. So the Wisconsin Election Commission, working with the Zuckerberg people, and we have the receipts, we have the email exchanges where they're working together with the clerks and the mayors and the city attorneys, they were able to develop in real time, and they brag about it in their emails, where they could go down to the ward and know who voted and who didn't vote. So the seven-point plan that the Democrats put together for Wisconsin started with the nursing homes. They knew how many of the 92,000 nursing home residents had and had not voted. Now, the Wisconsin Election Commission said, we no longer have to follow the election law in Wisconsin for nursing homes where a special voting deputy has to go to the nursing home when an absentee ballot is requested by the resident or the family of that nursing home resident. In Wisconsin in 2020, that law was advised by the Wisconsin Election Commission not to be followed because of the COVID concern. Well, it was not about the COVID concern because what we're finding out through Justice Gableman's investigation and the Racine County Sheriff and his lead Lieutenant, Lieutenant Lowell's investigation is a pile of ballots was simply dropped off at a nursing home, will come back in a week, give us the ballots in the envelopes, and we'll take them back to the clerk's office to be recorded. That 92,000 nursing home residents was their first plan. Their second plan was when those numbers weren't coming out to get enough to beat Donald Trump, they said, okay, we need to flood the whole state of Wisconsin with these absentee ballot requests. Not the ballot itself, but a request for one. 
and they flooded the entire state of Wisconsin and they weren't able to get the numbers to come out that they needed to beat Donald Trump. Their third point was we need to send out text messages, email messages, landline phone calls and flyers in the mail to their home to get people to early vote. In Wisconsin, you can vote from October 20th to November 3rd. They knew in real time because of the Zuckerberg software program that they developed and merged with the Wisconsin voter list of the 7.2 million people, they knew in real time how many people were coming in early to vote. And they knew how many people were returning their absentee ballots. And they knew how many people from the nursing homes had recorded their votes. The numbers still weren't coming out. It wasn't enough. So then they went to their fourth plan. Their fourth plan was, in Wisconsin, you have what's called an indefinitely confined statute. If you are handicapped, if you can't get out of your home, in Wisconsin, you can have an absentee ballot sent to your home automatically, and you don't have to show voter ID. That number used to represent 66,000 people statewide. Because of the direction of the Wisconsin Election Commission and some county clerks in those five counties, that number went from 66,000 to 266,000, indefinitely confined. We have recordings of the people who asked to be indefinitely confined designated on Facebook bragging about not following that and they're going to the polling places in person to vote. That was 266,000. The nursing homes were 92,000. The early absentee ballot returns, we don't know what that number is, and we don't know what the walk-in early voting in person were, but they knew that they did not have a number of votes to beat Donald Trump. The other two things that they did is, is this. We also have in Wisconsin, through the ERIC, which is Electronic Registration Information Center, they designated that 205,000 people had moved. It's called a movers list. And we tried to get those names off of the voter rolls because it was ripe for election fraud. The Democrats went to the Supreme Court, got the Supreme Court to agree, don't remove them until after the election, which they did in August of 2021. On that list was 205,000 people's names. We do know that 32,000 of them voted in the November 2020 election. That still wasn't enough votes to get the people enough votes for Joe Biden to beat Donald Trump. So then on election night, Kathy, and then I, this is my last point, and I'm sorry to go on so long, but this is absolutely astounding what they were able to get away with, and then we'll transition into what happened at the Capitol yesterday. So then they were able to, on a flash drive, there's only one reason that you have a flash drive or a flash stick, and that's to store something on it. In this case, on election night, there was a flash drive that supposedly was lost and then mysteriously and miraculously found at three o'clock in the morning, hours after the polls closed. The polls closed at eight o'clock at night, which is seven hours before, all of a sudden, 100,000, 170,000 votes out of the thin air showed up on a flash stick. When the flash stick was put into the tabulator, there was 20,000 of the 170,000 were added to the Donald Trump number.
So now he's ahead from 110 up to 130. The remaining 150,000 votes went to Joe Biden, which was enough to provide the 20,682 vote margin. This was a very, very well thought out plan. They almost got away with it. And then what we heard yesterday was the seventh part of their plan. And the seventh part of their plan was this, Kathy. We are going to flood the zone with the ballot drop boxes, which have now been declared illegal in Wisconsin by the Supreme Court in Wisconsin, and it's considered ballot harvesting. Neither one of those are approved by the statutes here in Wisconsin. They were able to flood these ballot drop boxes with thousands and thousands and thousands of votes. Yesterday we heard in the hearing the estimate of just under 140,000. In spite of that seven-point plan, they still were only able to show Joe Biden winning in Wisconsin by 20,682 votes. We think the entire election was administered fraudulently. Yeah, so, um, you know, then I just asked uh, Jefferson about, uh, you know, people are looking at uh, Wisconsin about uh, what, do, what they will be doing um, if those can be all approved, would they, what would they do about the 2020 election results? The Constitution gives the plenary right to the states to pull back the 10 electors until they hear the evidence, and then they can either seat a new slate of electors or give them back to Joe Biden. They do not need the concurrence of the governor. And in Wisconsin, in the assembly, we have a 61 to 38 margin. Republicans lead 68, 61 to 38. We could lose 11 Republicans and still have a simple majority to pull back those 10 electors only because there's a preponderance of evidence of massive election fraud that is now beyond dispute. It's not even questionable anymore. Then in the Senate, the Senate, we have a 21 to 12 majority. We could lose four Republican senators and have a 17 to 16 win and pull back the electors. Once the evidence is presented, once it is debated, if in the wisdom of the legislature, because the Constitution gives them the plenary right to do so, you can pull back the electors. You do not need the governor's concurrence. You need a simple majority in each house. If in their wisdom, they think had the election been administered in or with the laws that were in effect at that time. And remember, Kathy, the attorney that just parachuted into this hearing at the last minute says it was fraudulent, it was corrupt, and it was full of misadministration. He admits it. And as an attorney, he wants us to believe that he says the election was administered fraudulently and there's nothing we can do about it? What do you think is the next step? Like uh, whether the legislature, the committee will take the evidence, just uh, uh, acknowledge it or they try to approve it, like approve it in other ways? What do you think? Right. The, yeah, the end game that we would like to suggest is this. We would like some sheriffs and their detectives to step forward and look at this evidence that True the Vote has presented. Because True the Vote knows who the owners are of those 138 cell phones. And it would be really easy, Kathy, this is the end game. So if a sheriff and their detective team 
would work with True the Vote because we know who owns the phones. Simply go knock on their door. Hi, Kathy. Yes. Is your phone number 414-759-1261? Yes. Kathy, I'm Detective Shablowski. We'd like to meet with you to go over why your cell phone pinged off of the towers exactly at the same time that ballots were shown being dumped in these ballot drop boxes. Kathy, I think you would quickly say, um, I think I need to talk to an attorney. And if we do that, Kathy, that's the immediate end game. We now know what the evidence is. We now know who owns these phones, 138 people. We now know that they collectively across the state of Wisconsin put into these ballot drop boxes about 140,000 ballots. Now, don't forget this, Kathy. Joe Biden supposedly won the state of Wisconsin by 20,682 votes. If the 140,000 ballots are fake, which we believe they are, that's a multiple of seven. So seven times 20,000 is 140,000. We also believe we have massive amounts of other voter fraud from the nursing homes, from the early voting, from these absentee ballots that were just parachuted in from all over. We believe we have evidence where we will show that Donald Trump won Wisconsin minimally by about 300,000 votes. That's the end game. So who will make the decision, you think? Yeah, the decision will be this. Um, I have been in contact with law enforcement officials about this very matter. I will be approaching them to see if they want to take a look at this. If they do, then they're the ones who who will make the decision. I'm assuming that they would probably want to meet with True the Vote and look at their data and look at the phone numbers and see who the names of these people are that did this. And then if the sheriff and the lieutenant or the detectives or whoever's assigned to this feel that there's enough evidence here, then the sheriff in whatever county, St. Croix County, Dunn County, Rusk County, Iron, doesn't make any difference what county it is. If the sheriff and the detectives in that county believe there's enough evidence that affected the outcome of the 2020 election, then my assumption is they would go to the district attorney and ask for charges to be filed to indict people for a felony. It's a felony when you commit election fraud. And that's what the end game is. And that's who would start that process. So you actually, personally, you will make the effort. But how about the committee from yesterday, the election campaign committee? (laughs) Um, I think the campaign and elections committee, I think they're so fearful of the criticism. I think they're so fearful of the threats that potentially could come. I think they're so fearful of the press and media coverage. I think they're fearful of a lot of things that they don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole. And I and others around the state will gladly take the arrows because if we can get election integrity restored to Wisconsin, they can have my house, they can have my retirement account, they can have my car, they can take it all, Kathy. None of it matters if we don't have election integrity in Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. What a, <clears throat> what a, what a, um, what a citizen, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so actually I went on to ask him, you know, Jefferson about how did he got involved, why he's so much, you know, devoted into this effort. So it, it's a great, you know, he, he said it very well. So I think you would be interested in watching what he had to say about that. And uh, also a lot more information he provided. So, yeah, because, but, you know, right now our time is uh, already almost one hour. So I guess uh, we'll share it at another time with you, the rest of uh, Jefferson Davis's um, interview. Yeah, um, so uh, I, I think each of us should write an email and write a message to the creator of the safe chat that we can, you know, we can air this here freely, right? Otherwise, if just imagine if we do this on the YouTube, probably will the video will be banned and even the channel will be, will be taken away. Yeah, like uh, Louis said, if this was aired on YouTube, they would be censored. Yeah. We need to see this on mainstream media. Yeah, so, so what you can do, um, really I suggest just share this video as much as possible. You know, Safe Chat is not a censoring. It's, it does not track anything. This is a free freedom, you know, free speech platform. Just share this video with as many as people, um, you know, possible. We need to know the truth. Okay, this gentleman really, you know, he, he's, he's willing to give, give up everything. Yeah. You know, just for the election integrity. We all know, we all know what happened in 2020. Okay. No matter, you know, how they try to subdue the voice, we all know what happened there. Let's just spread this video, spread this interview, and spread what happened. Yeah, actually, what he also said about it is, uh, I think a lot of people will feel very uh, encouraged, like how he involved and the, mm -hmm. how they made the progress in Wisconsin and the, what's... Uh, to look um, ahead. They actually, they are making more things to happen, actually. So, yeah, please, you know, share the video, um, click the likes. Yeah, and, just uh, ask your friend to watch it. Yeah, even on, even on YouTube channel, even though we cannot um, show this content in our YouTube channel, but if you help spread the YouTube channel, people will, you know, will lead them Yeah, they'll be led over here. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So thank you very much. We have to run. Actually, I got I got a next uh, piece of work. Uh, video shooting has to be done. Yeah. Okay. So I have yeah. to wrap up here. Thank you very much for staying with us. Wish you have a wish you have a great weekend, and uh, yeah, stay strong and um, and stay honest with ourselves and with our country. Yeah, so great to see all you here. I saw more people came, uh, you know, come uh, just uh, came over, and uh, we also have William from Canada saying that he hasn't seen us for quite a while, so welcome back. So yeah, hopefully we have more and more people just uh, yeah, gather in this channel and uh, we'll share with you. And uh, mm -hmm. we also learn from you from what you commented on. Yeah, so. also maybe you can just find, write, the, write an email to the Safe Chat support thanking them, and I would do that. And um, yeah, okay, great. Thank you, to, you, know, uh, to, you know, for being here and uh, go through this. Um, this is a major event, okay? Even though only a small number of people, you know, heard this, uh, watched this interview, small number of circle of people know the truth. Yeah, and one this thing... This is significant. Yeah, one thing I wanted to, you know, to share, Jefferson told me regarding yesterday's hearing, actually, he said that none of the local Wisconsin media reported on it, except for what they reported on was the, the, there were three people in the hearing, okay? The third person is a, a lawyer, who he said it just was added last minute. Mm. So there's another whole story on it. Mm -hmm. But what uh, you, you heard from his interview, right? Mm -hmm. The lawyer actually said that, you know, this result has no way uh, in, it's not, there's no way to 
means that they can decertify the 2020 election results. He's just purposefully said that mm. quite a few times. Uh, I heard, you know, his presentation. So, yeah, and uh, but uh, so what mm -hmm. the Wisconsin media reported on this hearing is all with this headline, mm. is that the, this lawyer said, mm. you know. What a shame. And a shame to those people who claim to be my peer, you know, professional. They are not. Um, all right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. And I'll see you again. Good night. On Monday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.